This is Irish Illustrated Insider. It's Monday, August 5th, and we're excited to be here today because for the first time in three and a half months, we can actually comment on something that didn't happen three and a half months ago. Uh, we were practicing Culver for the start of Notre Dame's 2019 preseason on Sunday, and um, I am, by the way, Tim Priest with Tim O'Malley and Pete Sampson here for the Irish Illustrated Insider. And just your thoughts, guys, on um, some of the things that stood out to you in Culver on Sunday. I mean, Kyle Hamilton, I I don't think that you can undersell how good he was. Um, you know, and I, I realize there's a hesitancy. It's like as soon as somebody is pushed forward as impressive and turns your head, they'll be like, hey, you know, it's just it's just one practice. But I don't know. I could... I don't know how many practices I've watched in 18 years where I saw a safety make three interceptions. And I, and I don't, I understand the notion that like, hey, two of them were tipped. I don't know how many practices I've watched where Notre Dame's had a safety who knew where the ball was going to go and then got there with enough speed. And I sure as hell have not seen many practices where a safety made an interception like Hamilton's first one. Right. Which was straight Taylor Mays, Armando Allen, swallowing up ground like, Animal Planet style. Um, he he was really, really good. And the other thing I would add on to that is the coaching staff has intentionally roomed him with Alohi Gilman for who, Culver. Who was also really good. Yeah. That's not an accident. Um, they expect huge things from him this year. And I think, look, Brian Kelly is going to publicly undersell Kyle Hamilton until everyone sees it on national television, whether it's Louisville or New Mexico or Georgia. It doesn't matter. And I get that. But he was outstanding on Sunday, uh, and I just have not seen freshman performances like that. I mean, three picks, it's not like we say about Harrison Smith's interception against Miami. Yeah, but they came to him and they were tipped. I mean, guys make, they make plays. Now, the last one that Hamilton caught was only being in the right place at the right time. Everyone on the team catches it. But you are still in the right place at the right time. The second one was a very competitive play that was a Gilman got the hand on that one. That's still a good one to come up with on the sideline, and then the first one was a remarkable play. Um, yeah, it, it's three interceptions. It's it's a good it's a good day, no matter what. <laughs> if Jalen Elliott got three picks last year in camp, wouldn't we all have said the exact same interceptions? Yeah. Would we all have said, "Whoa"? If he got three picks yesterday, yeah. we would have said, "Well, that's Whoa. yeah." It's just it's guys making it's a guy making plays. Um, I, now that said, Alohi Gilman. I still think Hamilton had the best day because you can't undersell three picks, which is part of football. Lowy Gilman gets his hands on everything, and I have to tell you, every time Cole Komet goes out for a pass and jumps, I think, don't hurt him, Gilman. Because he's draped <laughs> yeah, all over guys, no, and he lands physical. on him, he's physical. He doesn't just... care that they're not in pads. No, he's no. Play it physically and I like bet you Komet's like, I need somebody else to guard me once in a while. Yeah. Man, this is just well, not... I mean, I can't, I can't argue. I mean, Pete, you're right. Three interceptions in a yeah. practice, yeah. It, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I, you do have to point out that the ball doesn't were have tipped. to be Tom Brady. It was still a good right. job yeah. that he picked off three passes. You do have to point yeah. out that two of them the ball yes. was tipped, but the first interception, quite frankly, I immediately thought of Jalen Smith. Not, yeah. I mean, just the ability to cover ground and to make a play like that. I immediately thought that was a Jalen Smith-like athletic play by Kyle Hamilton. Do you know why Pete said Taylor Mays? Do you remember the play he's talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. That is Pete's favorite play yeah. in the history of college yes. football. <laughs> and, and, and Taylor Mays fit the part yeah. as well. Uh, there's no doubt. Now, the first couple reps of the one-on-ones, yeah, he, got lo- he, lo- he got beat real badly and he looked kind of nervous, but after that, he made plays. And so... You know, not only did did Brian Kelly undersell it, but it, you talked. I talked to Jalen Elliott, and he. I asked him about Kyle Hamilton, and and it was Jalen Elliott that yelled, "He's a freshman!" When yeah, he made yeah. another play, 
But in an interview, Jalen Elliott downplayed him and said all the freshmen are out there working hard. That's, I mean, that is another element to Hamilton's performance yesterday that, like, the rest of the roster knew it. It wasn't. Well, they've, it, known, they've known all summer. I yeah, mean, they've been this conditioned. Wasn't like, yeah. whoa, where'd this guy come from? <laughs> it's like, this is what we thought could happen if Kyle Hamilton figures out where to be and when to be there. That's what Elliott said to me. I said, your defensive backfield got better. And he, I meant all of them. Sean Crawford and Dante Vaughn joining, yeah, and Kyle Hamilton. He's like, well, we've been, we've watched, we've watched what he's done all summer. I don't think he meant the seniors when he said that. Yeah, but then he talked to me. He goes, yeah, we, I mean, getting Vaughn and Crawford, we didn't have any yeah. of that. Vaughn had our backups in the Vaughn had the a good day. We'll talk. We we've got a bunch of questions about everybody that's pertinent from what we spoke about yesterday. But I mean, Vaughn came out and played pretty well. He made a couple plays in the one on ones. Um, you know, I mean, you've always liked physically what he offers mm-hmm. to the equation. I, I do want to, I do want to follow with Brian Kelly. You know, talking about he gives us what we what we want from that position this year. I want to, I want to specifically know what he means by that. He was playing field corner at points, and I was like, that's not what, well. I think that's that, not that mentally what I envisioned. No, I think that was a right or left situation okay. at, at at that point, uh, which you pointed out to me. And at the end of the blue goal game, right? Uh, because that's what I, that I was thinking. Wait a minute, that's not field, but. You don't always want them jumping back and forth just yeah. because the ball's on a hash and and uh, you can't with tempo going against people too. Right, right, exactly. So you know that that was <laughs> it. It was a good day for Vaughn. I don't know that it was necessarily a good day for Crawford. It was a versatile day for Crawford. Seeing him at safety, I'm like, wait, wait, what's what's going on? Is he going to move up into a nickel spot? And he wasn't. He was just playing safety. And we do have a question on that in the second segment too. But. Uh, he broke up a pass too. Probably yeah, he did. 11-11. No, he did. I still just he's. I guess I'm. Every time he comes back from an injury, I'm thinking, is he going to be the Crawford that we knew beforehand? And I, I don't think that that's that's fair. Ever going to be the case? But Pete, I did want to ask you about quarterbacks because Tim and I. Um, I mean, didn't we thought it was a somewhat uncharacteristic day for Ian Book? I thought he held on to the ball a little bit too long at times, which. Tells you a little bit something about the coverage, but mm. you thought he did some good things yesterday. And I just wanted you to respond. Yeah, to that. Yeah, I thought just like running the ball, like I think he, I, you know, I want to say he looks quicker necessarily, but he's somebody that is now consistently, I think, going to be able to pick up yards on the ground, not just broken play um, or it's a total fake out, like you know the Northwestern uh, yeah. touchdown run. I think he can actually be a little bit of a threat there. Yeah, I thought um, he was better at that before he started. Remember, like, he'd come in against LSU 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Wake Forest 30 yards up the middle, 40 yards up the middle? Then I, I think probably more going on when you're yeah. running the read option on yeah. 10 and times just a game. physically. Yeah, I think I there's think a chiseledness oh, to his. He's yeah. yoked up. Yeah. Uh, I think, I was, you know, I still go through and do the heights and weights like you guys do. and like, But I, I compared it to when the season started last year opposed to spring practice. Mm-hmm. And I think there are only a couple offensive linemen who – put on more than Ian Book did at nine pounds, which is not a huge figure, but if you're 220, um, that's a pretty good Yeah, percentage. I think there's a chiseled nature to his physique now. I mean, oh, I think yeah. I mean, when you, when especially like when you look at, I know this is getting kind of ridiculously, <laughs> but when you, well, when you look at it, like his neck, for example, there's a, there's a, a, a chiseledness to, to the way he's put together he's now. He's kind of a man now. Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. I mean, I, so, I spent a little time with him yeah. in July for an interview, and he was just shorts and a T-shirt when we were talking. And, like, he's a, he's a yeah. big dude, no, which no I doubt. never would have described him as a big dude no, before. No doubt. I, I, lo- I love his frame of mind. I mean, he just he, he knows he's a man. He carries himself like it. It's not a... 
I don't I don't think it's an overly cocky way he's carrying himself. He just believes himself and you you know, you talked about him believing that he belonged with the best quarterbacks in the country and and he absolutely should feel that way. Uh we could go on and on the first segment, but we're gonna address all these things in the second segment. But what other things would you guys like to to, to hit here first? Uh Jimmer. Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa, yeah, that was yeah. probably the second most impressive guy I saw. Uh, put uh, together, he's the physically the most impressive yeah, guy you're going to see. Wow. But just, you know, where he needed to be. Um, I thought it was interesting that he not only intercepted a pass for me in book, but intercepted a pass that was intended for Chris Fink. Because, like, last year, every time book saw Fink on a linebacker or even a safety, it was like, that's where I'm going. Right. Um, so the notion that Wusu Kormoa can sort of change that, that he would be a better matchup on Fink than virtually anybody Notre Dame saw last year short of Isaiah Simmons uh, from Clemson is is something that's a that to me that is potentially a very big deal he had a he had a good day I thought um I mentioned it on our um post game or post practice instant analysis I didn't think any of the receivers wildly stood out as they often do in these one-on-one drills that might be because they were covered well which is a good thing uh Michael Young made a few nice plays um he caught a slant at full speed and was able to completely pivot after about a half a step and turn it back right, the other way. Right, to pick out one receiver, yeah. I think it probably would be him. I said on instant analysis, I didn't think the DBs had a great day, but that's kind of counter to what we're saying. Right, here, if we're I saying guess. receivers didn't either, then no, Lindsey had the play of the day. <laughs> well, because <laughs> because in a lot of instances, the the inaccuracy of two of the three quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah that, that really hurts it. Uh, Braden Lindsey, we should say for people that don't know yet, caught a slant. That was a perfect throw by Brendan Clark, actually. It was. Who had a yeah. kind of struggled with his accuracy. Perfect slant and boy, oh boy, there's a different, that's just a different speed. Yeah. That guy has. No, no doubt. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa is, I mean, he's, I think he can be a, he can be a weapon on every down, but I think he's a weapon on nickel, nickel too. You're not taking him off the field. I think, you know. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was just going to say. Interestingly enough, Bilal came off the field last year as a rover. But if he's at Mike, I think he comes off the field. And Lamb becomes you your Mike. Exactly. Yeah. And you do not you are not taking Wusu Cormo off the field in passing situations. No. I mean no, no. that you know, his background is <laughs> safety. Just Chris Fink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's um an interesting development. The the coaching staff's been high on a Wusu Koromoa all along. Uh, he had one of the clearly one of the probably five best days of, of anybody. Yesterday, Hamilton, of course, being included in in that group as well. I don't like first practice hot takes at all. In fact, that's why I just didn't want to talk about the quarterbacks much. I'll give you one, though. I think the three linebackers that came out, even though Brian Kelly said they're going to be working everybody in, I bet you those three guys start the opening game. Yeah. Fair enough. Even though though he said we're going to be playing other players. I don't see. I mean, all you have to do is talk to Clark Lee about Jack Lamb. What's Jack Lamb going to do that's going to prompt him to take him out of the starting lineup? I just don't. I don't see that happening. I w- Shane Simon looked pretty good, I guess. I didn't watch him very closely, but I know he, he was ran, a buck. I think he ran with Brock Wright really well. Um, you know, and Brock Wright is not Brock Wright of last year. He's you know, yeah, he's, he's a, a lot more. He's a target now, now. Um, and he's just he looks physically really well put together, whereas last year I think he was, you know, kind of more like in the Jack Lamb group where he's kind of on an undersized uh, range. We talked about our concern of him moving again to Buck, because um, he's been Rover, Buck, Mike, yeah, Buck. Yeah, he did, he played there in the in, Blue, in the Bowl, Blue game Bowl game for what, for what that's worth. But there's numbers involved in camp, too. We, he could easily be a backup Mike in practice number four or five that we go to. You know, the Buck, there's so many linebackers right well, now. Well, John, Buck and John Jones is the fifth Mike linebacker now. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. We do. <laughs> so there's no sense putting Simon there either. Right. Well, they like Drew White. I mean, I, I think Drew White, you know, once again, now that you see him healthy, it's like, okay, well, he may be in a picture, man. He's not a big imposing dude by any means. Um, but I think that his knowledge of how to play the game in the middle of the field uh, from the Mike linebacker position will put him in play. Uh, but I agree with you guys. That, that that's going Those will be the starting linebackers unless there's some physical ailment. Which you know, there easily could be, of course. Which, yeah. yeah, which there could be. Okay, um, we could keep talking, but I'd rather go to segment two and address a lot of these things uh, with questions. So we'll be back uh, in seg- for segment two. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Segment two, Burning Up the Boards, which is brought to you by Rent Like a Champion, South Bend's largest vacation rental company with 1,000 weekend home rentals close to Notre Dame Stadium, available for Fighting Irish Game Days. Irish Illustrated readers and listeners can get $100 off their booking with the promo code IRISH2019. Our first question comes from Not Jay Tafel. Great to hear Kyle Hamilton having three interceptions. Now, should we be worried about Phil Dracovic throwing them after Ian Book? The quarterback situation looks like a mess. My concerns about Phil Dracovic don't really have much to do with interceptions. Probably how I would best describe that. Like he's got some accuracy and some consistency issues. Um, but the the first one that Hamilton had was a bad throw. It was yeah, it was a it was late, late late throw. The second two, I wouldn't really say like, well, this is a huge concern. Um, Phil Dracovic is it's not. Brandon Wimbush in terms of how inaccurate he is or how inconsistent he is, but it's not, it's a long way for me in book as well in terms of how consistent and accurate he is. And I don't know if that's going to change. It comes out inconsistently more so than he it is. It comes than, off than, his hand. Then he is off like Wimbush was. He is just inconsistent. It comes off his hand inconsistently. I don't know why the ball does that. When he throws to the running back on the easy swing pass, that is always tailing down and low. But he's not like he's bouncing it to them. But he's not. He's also making them adjust a little bit, which is not ideal. But it seems that it's consistently low at their knees. So are you guys saying which should be an easier throw than he's making? Yeah. It look. Are you guys saying? I mean, okay. So who is worse, Wimbush or? or I know Wimbush was a well, Wimbush's passes last year in camp were to the point where I couldn't understand how he could be that inaccurate. I right. didn't feel that way about Dracovic. Wimbush by a wide margin. Yeah, Dracovic's passes look weird. Okay, though. I, I'm, I, I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I look at the the way the ball comes off his hand, the way it flutters. Dracovic, I'm talking about. That's now. inarguable. The man. way it flutters yeah. when it comes off his hand. What? How? How? How is that? How's that even possible? I don't sit flutter like that deep either. He throws a nice he deep ball. He throws post. a nice deep ball. Look, there, are two, th- there yeah. are two things that he does very well. He throws a nice deep ball, and he is a big, fast kid. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about yeah. it. So if he's forced into a game, he's going to have to run a dozen times in order for them to be effective oh, offensively. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Because they're not. he's just not going to sit back there and play pitch and catch all day. He's not capable of doing that right now. So, you know, and that would, wow, that would really hamstring Chip Long you know, in trying to put together a, a game plan for him. But um, perhaps that's a, a, a worry down the road. But um, the statement by not Jay Tafel after Ian Book, the quarterback situation seems like a mess. Well, yeah, right now it is. You've got a freshman quarterback who 
who had some accuracy issues yesterday. I th- you know, I remember his throwing motion being a little bit more compact on, on high school film than, than it is. Clark, Brendan Clark, it. I am, yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's that's first day. You got to get that. That's a mulligan. You got to give. Yeah, a, I wrote. I wrote. You got to give the kid a mulligan day. on the the first day with. Uh, he was probably so nervous out there. I, I, I mean, stuff. I would I would ima- I would imagine yeah. so. I mean, I, you know, I don't know that he pays any attention to the media sitting up in the stands, but th- there's enough pressure from. There's, there's enough pressure on. from Chip Long yeah. to begin with. He bounced the ball in tempo drill, yeah. which is like it's eleven or yeah, it's eleven on air. Um, you're never supposed to miss a throw in tempo. No, right. and not by five yards. Yeah. But if you're really, really nervous and it's your first day, then that can that can well, what happen. Well, he was doing that like, oh, my shoulder's not <laughs> loose. Yeah. Kind of, you know, every miss early, yeah. he was loosening his shoulder. Which is, like, a, which he's is probably athlete, already loose. That's an yeah, athlete's that's, reflex, yeah. you know, to. To the running back who it. fumbles who's injured. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Oh, my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hit you. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At Garrett Presley, too, which player played well that surprised you in the first practice and which player didn't have such a great day that surprised you? I sort of had forgotten about Dante <laughs> Vaughn. Um, he wasn't on my radar at all as, as somebody that I was interested in watching. You need even. to come on our message board more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess I missed that one. Um, so the fact that he started – was a surprise to that, begin with. That was a surprise. Um, and then had a pretty good day, I thought. So that would be that would be really high on my list. Um, on the flip side, like all linemen are eliminated from this conversation, um, just because the whole day, the first yeah. day, no yep. pads. It's it's really a seven on seven day. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean the running backs were okay. I thought they did some good things. I don't know if any of them were like, wow. I, I don't know if I saw from Jafar Armstrong the 1,200-yard all-purpose dynamic back on day one. How about um, that? I, I, you make a good point there because I was surprised to see Jafar Armstrong not the number one back. And I know they're probably rotating, but I wouldn't think they'd be rotating. I thought Jafar Armstrong was just the number one back. Now, Tony Jones is a senior, had a good spring, probably had a great summer. Maybe that's why he's the number. Maybe he's on starving on that board. He got noted by Brian Kelly after the practice on their, you know, sort of Twitter stuff on like who are who are the the three guys. It's always MVPs or whatever. whatever, Drew White was one of the men. Who else was Heinish, Jones, and uh, Drew White? And so, right, right. I I guess like I I don't really have a good concept of how the staff feels about Tony Jones. Maybe that maybe it's more of a misread of Tony Jones than Jafar Armstrong, but. I thought Jafar Armstrong would be like the number one. I think yeah. Chip Long feels a lot better about him since the since the Jones. spring. Jones since the spring. I mean, since, but prior to the start of spring, from the start of spring. Um, who surprised? Oh, I know. Okay, he t- Tim and I agree with this also as far as a running back. That look, we know they're running against air, but there, I th- we both thought there was a guy that carried himself out there that looked like. If you didn't know, if you didn't know, you'd say, "Well, that that guy's a big time back." That's Jameer Smith was the be- that's the one for me. I was like, "Wow, mm. gosh, he just picked that." That's how he looked in the blue goal game against people. It was now his air. You're not allowed to hat- tackle him. It's definitely not the practice to uh, judge the running backs by practice number one. But I then we're going to talk about Jameer Smith in a question. He has 180 from what I thought he was beginning somewhere. The blue goal game certainly we all saw it in the blue goal game. It was it was clear. Um, there was one practice. In the spring, where he showed some some power and some speed, but that's the that's the issue. There was one practice; mm-hmm. we saw nine of them. Right. So until the blue goal game, I was not a Jameer Smith. He's the oh, third I runner. There, I thought there was another but one, but he missed so many practices. Yeah, that's so true. That was another issue. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, the, the surprise thing, I feel like this is the Brian Kelly answer. Like, we've talked about these guys for the last 90 days, so can't be totally shocked. I was surprised Tony Jones was one, and I was surprised after all the talk about pride at Boundary that Dante yeah. Bob was the guy opposite yeah. him. So I that knew, would be I, the one. I knew I'd get bamboozled there, you know, writing stories about that. But, he, you know, he, look, they'll, he'll... He'll mix and match. They kept him in, in a comfort zone, and they kept Vaughn in, in, in a comfort zone. My guy, <laughs> you know how you know how I've talked about Jay Bramlett since since he was recruited, and I, you know, what they were doing yesterday. One, they were punting against the wind. Two, it was, you know, fair catch for the, the yeah the guys on the back end. Return and it, man practice too. right, and it looked like they were going for hang time, but his hang time was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Those were most of those punts were unreturnable. None of them were 50, 45 plus like Newsom did accidentally. Yeah. You know, um, they were all in between the thirties, but I think that was by design. So as, as, as critical as I've been a Jay Bramblett, I thought he did a hell of a job yesterday in the first practice of, of the preseason. I also thought, you know, when I, when I looked at the corners, I still thought Agoro Looked pretty darn good. I did too. Right? I feel like he's getting buried at this point, but yeah, he has I'm, to be, right? Yeah, but I, I I still thought he looked pretty darn good. And and uh, Pete, I don't, you didn't hear this, but when when they were stretching, the first guy I said this on instant analysis. The first guy that I again I was looking at defense. The first guy that jumped out at me was Justin Adamiola. Looks really good and really big. Now he still only weighs two fifty. I, I mean, at end though, that's at end. That's a so, no, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's that's the right size, but he looks bigger than that to me. But he doesn't. He moves like a two fifty guy, not a you know. I is this right? Jason is six three, and Justin is six one and three quarters. Is that right? I, does I that surprise you? I have you? to trust them a little. Yeah, it does yeah. surprise me. Yeah, it does. They don't. That surprises me because Justin looks much longer than that. I, I find him to be an interesting. Cat and he's not a guy that's going to get see the whole. He's not going to see the light of day behind. Well, the guy in front Hayes of him had a good O'Quara. day. Oh, Gofu again. Yeah, that, that's keeps a, making plays. That's a every time you look around, he's popped. He, he caused a fumble in a basically non-contact scrimmage. Smack the ball out. I want to give a, a nod to uh, Julian O'Quara because we probably don't talk about frontline players enough, but like. I didn't need to see him do anything. Him doing interviews after the practice, he looked like $1 million. Yeah, he was great. I mean, just he really was great. incredibly well put together yep. now. It's hilarious to think about. Oh, he was about. a great interview, too. Oh, yeah, no, he's yeah. improved there, too. But it's like it's hilarious to think about, like, Julian Aquara, is he too small during spring practice? Because, nope, he looks like a first-round pick now. and he's, But he's still on order in the uh, roster. Be, uh, performances that surprised me negatively, Brendan Clark, but, we, you know, I mean, he's, he's a freshman Javon McKinley does not look like there's one. Yeah, Javon McKinley physically, what what's his weight? I I, I don't I don't think you brought you brought it I up. Brought it up. I brought it up. I agree. Looks too I, thick. He doesn't look. He yeah, doesn't. I don't. He does not look sleek and quick and six two two twenty. That doesn't mean it. You can't. Doesn't mean anything. Can't, no, he just doesn't. doesn't, look, doesn't he doesn't, doesn't look anything. sleek and quick to me. But. And then, just like he did in the spring, and then he, he came on at the end of the spring. But George Takis cannot drop passes when he's wide open. And he, you know, I mean, he's the number four tight end. He's got to take. He's a freshman. I get it. But he's got to take advantage of the opportunity, and he didn't yesterday. Freshman can catch too. Yes, they Carolina. can. They are supposed to. Wash ND. Could, Hamilton. Did. <laughs> Hamilton caught passes. Yeah. Wash ND. Could Dante Vaughn be the 2019 Jonas Gray? I would say three words. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> easy now. Easy. I wouldn't go so far as to say that uh, because look, he's. 
you know, I mean, okay, he was, he was, he's been hurt. We know that. Last year he was hurt, but basically his sophomore junior seasons, he did, did he did not, he did right. nothing. Could he be uh, the 2019 Corey Mays? You know, didn't really do anything until his senior. He had year. a good year, man. Was, and was that yeah. was a fifth year, I yeah, think, fifth year, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then was really, really good. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for him. I'm hopeful for the Notre Dame defense. I think that's a. That, that's a hole right now that's kind of staring at you a little bit in the in the secondary. Um, he had a good first day. Let's see if he'll have a good sec, uh, our second day uh, on Thursday when we get a chance. What I mean, what do you think, Tim? Dexter Williams was the 2019 Jonas Gray last year. That's not what Dante Vaughn's going to be this year. <laughs> well, that's really, true. I mean, no, no that, that's, they were MVPs true. of yeah. team level. Uh, Dante Vaughn, if he's a, if he just. On in two weeks from now, if we're doing this, we say, you know what? I think Dante Vaughn's the other starting cornerback, and then he goes out and he has a solid year. Then that is the best thing I think you'll get. No, Troy doubt. Pride is way better than Dante Vaughn. It doesn't matter that Dante Vaughn has been injured and now he's healthy. Well, and he has to he has to prove that there are enough excuses. Wise, he's yeah. He, he the injuries take a toll too. I'm not like just I'm not trying to rip on somebody, but if you have a back injury that hurts you for your second year, and a neck injury when you get in August of your second year, and a Broken hand you're playing with last year, and you kind of quit on plays against Pittsburgh, and you have and to play a shoulder. And then a shoulder, they all take a toll, right? So it'd be a, it's a little bit different because Crawford's injuries are so famous and debilitating. He's had as many injuries no, as Sean Crawford. Right. So yeah. I would love to see Dante Vaughn have a starter year. I like Dante Vaughn coming out. I like Dante Vaughn as a freshman. I think Dante Vaughn, the freshman player, would help Notre Dame this year. Yeah, that's where it was. I mean, remember they they, they fired their coordinator yeah, and they were just looking for guys that yeah. can make a play, and he was just <laughs> trying to swat the ball away. Without and he would be he would technique. be better than that, of course. Yeah. But it just yeah, I would I would slow it on Vaughn being a yeah. MVP candidate. Yeah. CMU Penns fan last year, the Irish road Tavon Coney drew Tranquil Nazmar Bilal without substitutions at linebacker. How often do you see this year's defense making frequent subs at linebacker, given there are no locked in starters? I, th- I mean, I think you have to sub just to preserve them, too. I'm going to stick with this on Jack Lamb. It's his first year playing college football, and he's going to be a starter and three-down player for 12 games. He's going to have to be subbed out in the base. If he's your nickel linebacker, you have to sub him out a little bit, right? Yes. You have to. He can't play 900 snaps. Right. And Asmar Bilal is not a 900-snap player. And maybe that's why Simon, they moved Simon to yeah. Buck also, so he can compete with Jordan Jim Markeith. I don't think it's an easy thing to do, but I think they will come up with a plan, and I think there will be more subbing. It's not like you're subbing play-by-play. You would do series, of course, right? You're, yeah. Yeah, it's, you got to bring guys in. So what you're saying is Notre Dame's fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh linebacker in terms of regular season snaps won't total 103, 46, 19, 17. That's just nothing. I mean, I think, I think you're, you're, you're going to have to have, I don't know, a couple guys with 200 who are not starters? I think so for sure. Okay, now let me let me turn this around on you guys a little bit because they're, ha- okay, Owusu Kormo is a starter. We know that. There's no doubt about it. But the two inside spots, they, they, they struggle throughout spring to find an answer. So now they're going to be able to have four, five, six answers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, a good yeah. point. That's a you know, good I mean, point. Yeah, you want to you make sure that Jack Lamb stays healthy all 13 games. But you had a hard enough time finding two starters. 
I just don't, I don't think Bilal is going to be that much better than Bo Bauer, nor do I think that Lamb is going to be that much better than Jordan Jen Markeith and or Shane Simon. I agree with you like on I the first one. I don't know be, that I agree with you on the second one. I just Lamb. think they're going to they're going to try those guys out. Snaps can come in the form of uh, Louisville, New Mexico, Bowling Green. Also, in theory, right? Right. I mean, we you, would have said snaps could have sure. come in the form of Ball State last year. Yeah, they should have. That's that's true. Um, I mean, they could. Stedger Tranquil played ninety nine snaps. They could certainly <laughs> in a ninety eight snap game, ninety seven yeah. snap game, right? Mm-hmm. And recovered an onside kick to make sure they could go to the playoffs. <laughs> that was Ball State last year. Yep. Uh, Dashing Domer. I always thought Jameer Smith's high school film look, showed a no nonsense runner that used quick, subtle moves to get north south real fast. Did you not agree before? Now, what about watching him thus far? has made you skeptical that he'll be impactful. Well, this is to us because of our uh, instant analysis yesterday. I mentioned Jameer Smith, and I he's like my pleasant surprise oh. since last year. Um, I thought Jameer Smith in high school was a no-nonsense runner that ran through giant holes and it wasn't going to translate to the next level, which is, sometimes happens when you're watching running backs in high school. He's better than the players he was going against. Um, starting, as we said, blue goal game just before that, he has been impressive. So it wasn't yesterday that made me think that, but it is this calendar year. I was never. I watched Jameer Smith against Stanford and whoever else he played against last year that they blew out. He played two games. Must have been Wake Forest. He, uh, Florida State. Florida State. He State. caught a pass or two, and he yeah. he just didn't. Just looked like a guy that was out there because they wanted to get oh, the guys out him. of the game. I liked him. He had. I think he had four carries in that game, and I thought he ran hard. But you know, that's just a glimpse. You yeah. Know? So me, if it's, I think this is to me. Uh, no, I thought it was like a lot. Of, I thought it was the Garden Variety. He's a good, solid, everyday college running back, and he won't be great at Notre Dame. But now I really, I like his future. I mean, we'll see. I want to see him actually in a game. Yeah. Um, but he's he's bet. But I I'm with you. If the question is like, is he already better than you thought he would be? Yes. Because I, I didn't yeah. think he would be a factor at all. That's like Tony Jones when he was a redshirt freshman and he had the really good spring practices and the really good August camp. But now let's say that right now and the fans don't like that as much because they don't like Tony Jones anymore because he's a senior that hasn't been great. Right. You, you, yeah. You made a comment. Was he 227? Yeah. He carries that weight really, really. Tony well. Jones. We're talking yes, about now. Tony Jones. He does not look like the chubby running back that you have seen out there in the past. No. So hopefully, which is good as a senior running so back. So hopefully that translates. So you don't have to answer to making that statement again. Uh, yeah. Panthers 23 with with any new center. My main concern is snapping the football. Have you seen any issues in the spring or yesterday with Jarrett Patterson snapping? I don't I think not so. that I recall. Uh, I think I, I, I think I might remember. Well, I mean, you know, everything's a, a shotgun snap, so you're going. And they're not all going to be perfect. I thought I remembered something from spring. I didn't see anything yesterday that I. Although I was, I think if we go through to watch, watch like ninety people, I think if yeah. we go through twelve games and we say, "Didn't Jared Patterson have a bad snap against Bowling Green?" <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Mustafer had really struggled with snaps when he was Patterson's age. Jack Freeman and I, we were at Notre Dame, Kentucky basketball. Yeah, Jack Freeman and I and Pete was there. We were sitting watching Loftus Center, and the ball is. This is his. There was. I use this because this was his first time being a center. Mustafer, the ball was everywhere. Like. We're just guys on the sideline going, there is something wrong with the snapping. We haven't seen anything like that. I think, especially a young snapper like that, they overthink it. Yeah. It's really a very simple movement. It's not that hard. You know, if you, if you, but if you get tense about it and right. then really try to fire it, then you run and pray. It's really, I think once a, once a guy adapts to that, it's it's really a pretty simple Somebody movement. made fun of us on the board saying, due to Tim and Tim's, Tempered expectations for Jarrett Patterson because we had him higher than everybody except for Robert Hainsey on our oh. countdown. <laughs> He's the new guy in a new position. We had only Hainsey ahead of him. It's an average. All it takes is one cockeyed notion between yeah. us and it throws it off. 
I don't think that's what it was, though. No. Okay. We both love him. Kaiser Wilhelm went on the better names left over. Yeah, we, should we, you should change your spelling to the new Jack Kaiser with an S mm. as opposed to Deshaun Kaiser, who, by the way, when they asked about Kaiser yesterday, I completely forgot what was going on. Like, why are you talking about the Green <laughs> what Bay make, Packers? What, what makes Kaiser so special? Kaiser, what made Kaiser special? He was really good red freshman. Did because... Brian Kelly say he was special? No. I didn't think that he did. I mean, he... No, that was just the way the question was phrased. Exactly. That's how you ask a leading question. Yes. <laughs> Deshaun was special in, which, in which is a topic on our message yeah. board today. About. Anyway, Kaiser Wilhelm. Who of the non-enrolled, who of the non-early enrollment freshmen shined the most at the first practice? And he must have written that before Kyle Hamilton. Well, that's a that's yeah. a gimme. Um, I would say um, I like the way Isaiah Foskey looks in a football uniform. He's a quick twitch guy. Um, I don't expect to see him this year. I shouldn't be necessary. Out of that position. But um, I thought he looked good. Uh, J.D. Bertrand. You know, I don't know that I necessarily saw anything yesterday that says he was special, but we know, I, you know, you see that Clark Lee working him in with Asmar Bilal just during the skeleton stuff right mm-hmm. at the beginning of practice, and he obviously understands what he's doing. And Cam Hart, Cam you know, Hart I thought Cam Hart is by Hart virtue looked, of where he lines up. They like, they put him in the mix, right? He's not buried like some of the 11, like he could be a freshman coming in. Oh, all right, I'll put it this way, yeah, National Signing Day. If you told me they had 11 receivers on the roster, I would have thought Cam Hart was the 11th, and he's not. No, he's definitely not. So that's that's a that's yeah. a heck of a thing when you come in and just through the spring, you beat out some guys. Um, Osiaquanu is really well put together. He yeah. is. Um, he should continue to roll up his sleeves because that's a good look for him. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else that really surprised me from like the the summer enrollees though. Um, I had offense, so I really didn't. You know, there's just, that, there's just yeah. not like. Maris Lufau has a long way to go physically. He does, but he's a really good athlete. Yeah. I really love the Just athleticism like, he has. That's yeah. He he's going to need a year or two to get bigger. Um, Howard Cross, I think, made one play that I noticed. Did you? Um, where he you know penetrated, and I think it would have been a like sort of a touch sack situation. Yeah, boy, he is squat man. Um, he is. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he's six foot and seven eighths is what they have him listed so, at. I have to I have so to say this because yeah. yeah now I think now I think he's I think that's legit but he's he's under six one I have to say that you know we had heard some things about uh, Litchfield Ashavon during the summer footwork you did not have to hear any of that to see well okay first of all they're running a drill and it was Kyle Hamilton followed by Litchfield Ashavon and not only are the is the length of the two athletes completely different but. Ajavon, just the basic footwork of safety play is step number one for him, and he doesn't have that down yet. So he's got a, he's got a long way to go. Sigels, what do you think of this possible nickel alignment? Pride and Crawford at boundary and field, Elliott at nickel, Gilman and Hamilton at safety. Uh, I think with the three safeties, that's exactly what the coaching staff wants it to be. Yeah, and I think that had something to do with – Crawford playing some safety yesterday. I know that's not the exact alignment that Sickles is is well, proposing. Was cramped and out. Yeah, so I mean they, could, they couldn't even try yeah. to do this yeah. yesterday. But uh, I mean, pr- I don't know about Crawford. I guess of these five, but the other four, that's exactly how I think the staff would want it with Jalen Elliott as the nickel. I I still like the thought of Crawford playing in a nickel role, and by that I mean on the field. He doesn't have to be the nickel. He's right. covering the slot. I like having your five guys that can really cover the pass. In the game on third and twelve, yeah, third and nine. Which, Does that make sense? Where he can be a corner, yeah, in the nickel package. Which I want to tie the next question in with that from at Brooks Beer One. Why is Sean Crawford getting safety reps? 
I feel like we are deep at the position and he fits in at nickel perfectly. Is he still an explosive player even after all the injuries? One thing, they're not deep at safety. They have one backup safety. So that's why he's getting safety reps. They have one backup safety they trust. Yeah. So well, they're not deep. That's the that's the antip- <laughs> that's the opposite of deep. Who's they the backup safety they trust? Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, Kyle Hamilton's going to be a I mean, good backup safety I, this I, year. Again, I Clark Lee expressed some. Yes, he will be. Optimism. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's no doubt. Backup, but, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, it's it's the first day of practice. Is it okay if they try something back there? I mean, I think you know, I think that they'll they'll look at a couple nickel options. And Elliot's a different body and a different type athlete that can probably that can be obviously more physical on the slot mm-hmm. guy. So you want to try that, uh, you know, while still keeping Crawford in at safety. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily think that Crawford's going to have a huge role at safety, but you saw Terry Joseph instructing him on some of the nuances of it. And it's the first day of practice. Is it okay if they try something yeah. a little different? I'd say he's not, we don't know if he's an explosive player after all the injuries, but I guarantee yeah, no. you he's a crafty, wise defensive back when it's third and 12. He knows exactly what to like, do. Uh, the old guy in the rec league yeah. basketball game. Yes. Like, how do you keep scoring? Right. Like, it's Josh Pace from yeah, Syracuse, yeah, right. old man's game. Remember that? Crawford will no- Crawford is a guy I trust back there in passing situations. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with that. And out Anywhere of, you want to put him. Out of respect to the question from Brooks Beer 1, is he still an ex- explosive player after all the injuries? I don't think so. I haven't seen it personally, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it last year before he got hurt either. Which was that was a short amount of time, was it? I mean, we got about like three practices. Yeah, yeah. that was right away. Um, that was right away. Yeah, I just he's his body's beat up. Um, he's certainly not the kid that we saw as a freshman or at Irish Invasion camp as a recruit. Was just like this guy is a monster yeah. out there. I mean, he's just like, he was so aggressive. Um, it, was, it was sort of remind you of like Olohi Gilman as a corner. Like if you didn't watch yeah. Crawford back then, the plays that he made and how aggressive he was is sort of like Gilman right now. That's um, a good comparison, especially like one-on-ones. We watched him as a freshman and everyone gets beaten so one-on-ones and he was just all over people. Yeah, We even marveled he could cover Fink, the walk-on. But <laughs> what, what did Matthias Farley say about Sean Crawford as a freshman? Farley, the fifth-year senior captain, well... Took him about a week to beat me out. Yes. <laughs> and probably had a good year at nickel. One of, <laughs> but one of the things point. to love about Matthias Farley, yes. very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Very self-aware. Uh, T. O'Malley, not the one sitting next to me, where will Hamilton play the bulk of his time this year? I Let me just insert, he was, at, he was behind Elliott at the stud safety, the strong safety, yesterday. That's where it will be, I think, most likely. I think uh, nickel safety. Come in the nickel package. I think he'll play most of his snaps in the nickel. I don't think he'll rotate more with Elliott than he will just and come he'll in and actually play. play the nickel. No, he'll be a, okay. in the nickel package. Yeah, no, I, agree. I don't know who's going to be standing over the slot, but I think he is going to be in the game in the nickel. Otherwise, yep. you got to take Elliott out a lot, which they don't. Which you're not going to do. Yeah, so that would be where he gets most of his snaps. Did I actually? Did I put in two questions from Sickles? I saw I think that. I, I was going to comment. I, on I that. didn't realize that I had. Well, this is, a good one, this is your day. Uh, Chris Fink is given is a given as a punt returner. After seeing Braden Lindsay house house the slant for seventy five yards, don't you want to see him get every opportunity to unseat Michael Young as kick returner? The kick return could use a spark. Sure. Yes. I like the fastest guy on the team. Our offense kick running the ball back and see if it works out. Two things: one, provided he protects the football and never fumbles in a in a practice scenario, so you have confidence in him. Yeah. Two, yeah. I really think the bigger problem is that Brian Pullian's kick return team is too damn inconsistent 
And then Michael Young, it's what it's what happens inside the twenty yard line that determines. I, I will say though, you and I last year would watch games and we thought he is not aggressive enough right now returning the kicks. I agree with that. So you're that, right. You're right. You need to really just, I mean, just hit it and go. That's the only way it's going to happen. It's a lesser role than it used to be in college football, but you still get you're still going to get op, you're still going to get twenty well, opportunities. Well, he's, right? he's a starting he's a starting X now. So yeah, I don't think Young will be the starting kick returner. I think they will give other people a chance. Yeah. So that does that make sense that you would have your starting? X yeah, now? certainly. So that for those that are looking for uh, Braden Lindsay or somebody like that, Lawrence Keys, I don't know. We we didn't see kick returns yesterday, so we don't know yet. But I was sitting next to Pete on the Lindsay slant. He just kept pulling away from Is it Crawford. It was Avery Davis. Okay. Um, but Avery Davis is fast, and he just kept running, yeah. and there wasn't going to get him. There wasn't one of those things like, oh, is he going to get there? It's like, oh, this is – he just flew for 60 yards. I mean, yeah, there could have been angles destroyed by safeties on that point, Yeah, too. no doubt. Speaking of guys that need we, – we need – I mean, in order to feel better about Avery Davis making that move, it would be, it'd be good to see him make some plays, right, which right. we didn't really see in the spring. We didn't see yesterday. At NDF Discord, did you guys get to see any special teams work? And if so, how the kicking game look? Yeah, we, we talked about Bramlett. Um, who, I, who were the Probably guys? Turners that, were Fink, um, Young, Keys, Lindsey, Wilkins, Wilkins, Bracy, and Isaiah Rutherford. Who yeah, will not return punts this year. I promise you. Yeah, after those guys I just named. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be Fink all year. Yes, um, well, Pauline has said it's going to be Fink all year every year. I don't know why it wouldn't be Fink right. all year. It was tenth of the country last year, right? Yeah. So we'll see on kick returns. We don't. We never know when exactly when we're going to see something like that. Uh, we've got seven more practices to observe, so I'm sure at some point we'll the get stadium it. one. We will. Well, that's they yeah. generally unveil. I mean, that. it's just great when they when they all gather back there, and so you, you can at least do a body count and, and throw those names out there. But we'll we'll see on that. We're going to end with a question from Ryan Aronowski. How many true freshmen do you think will burn their redshirt season? It's a little early to be making this determination, but we'll go for it right now. So this is full-on burn. Right, not the yep. four games. Five, Five games, games plus. You know, Kyle Hamilton, obviously. Beyond that, um, you know, I think Kyron Williams is, they'll do something with him. Yeah, you're missing some obvious ones. Um, well, I just started. I no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh you look, no, you look perplexed, so I was going to. No, it's like none of the offensive linemen. Um, no. <laughs> That'd be Jacob terrible. Lacey, obviously. Okay. Um, I don't well, I don't think either corner. I don't either. I don't, and I don't think Ajavon either. No way. I just think they have too many, nah. they have too many guys to just plug in, like, you go cover the kick. Um, you know, the, the, I guess, is Bertrand going to play? Special teams. Did he help on special teams? Yes, I think that's he or Kaiser. Well, Ky- I guess will be a special teams guy. I don't like. Would you yeah, I don't know about Bertrand 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 on special but teams. But Malala burned his on special teams last year. You never could have thought of that. I wouldn't. They already like Bertrand. Yeah, but I mean, Bertrand's a in the box, Mike. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure about running seventy yards and covering a kick. He doesn't, well, he doesn't have to do that. He could be a blocker. Man, I mean, maybe they do Cam these Hart would help on special teams in some way, but well, Jay Bramlett oh, yeah, ob- right, obviously yeah, will. So, so Bramlett, Lacey, and Hamilton are the givens. Um, I think it'll be a. I wrote Kyron Williams down. We don't. We don't know yet. Uh, I think Wallace could be. A, he could be a kick coverage guy. Here's one way of looking at it. You said Cam Hart, and you said Kyron Williams. One of the speed guys will play, so it will be Cam Hart. Um, 
Kyron Williams, who has a leg up, and then even um, Abdul Rahman would be the third distant third of those three guys. I mean, but someone's going to play. It's worth keeping in mind that like Joe Wilkins, Braden Lindsay, Kevin Austin, um, Austin Burns. You, Burnt is, you but, throw Micah Jones yeah. out there. I'm just saying, like, oh they have, yes, they have players. Yeah. Like, so when we're, we're referencing Cam Hart or Kendall Abdul Rahman, like, I don't know why any of the, those two guys would play over any of the five freshman res- or Red sophomore shirt, receivers. Yeah. Um, they just like they they redshirted more than they usually do last year, so that sort of creates a backlog that means they they can again redshirt quite a bit this year. I think they all redshirt more this year than last year, and more than any year of the Kelly era, and because they're getting used to this four game rule. Like Quinn Carroll will probably get the Jarrett Patterson treatment that he gets to play two games in a blowout. So, because you know you have, I mean, if, why he's not? A, if he's a good player, why not? Yeah. The other three won't play. Um, will Cross get to play in a game or two? Cross I, is a I, possibility. Say, I say yes because we're acting like the top five defensive linemen are all going to be healthy the whole year. One of them is coming back from a torn quad. Mm-hmm. The other four have never. I mean, right. you got to stay in there. So you have to rotate guys in. Look, go to your snap chart. You see 140 snaps out of Micah Du Treadway. I mean, they want. They'd love to have 140 snaps out of Howard Cross in four games, or that'd be too many. 80 snaps out of Howard Cross in four games. I think the you might make a tackle. Yeah, I think the interesting, um, the interesting one is what they do with Jameer Jones. And so, if they uh, if they end up redshirting him, then Asafo Mensa's got to play four games at some point, right? Maybe he, maybe he plays more. I I don't not. know. Um, you have four sharks. In Adam Alola and Agofu, one of them could maybe Adam Alola could probably play a little strong. I mean, side, right? another, yeah, I keep yeah, expecting them to cross train yeah, him just because yeah. of the bo- the body. Agufo is another special teams guy. Might that, be all four special that teams. can move. So yeah, I would. You know. Oh yeah, remember how great he was in the spring? I yes. would think he's a, yeah, he's an automatic. Uh, so it's like, are you gonna? J.D. Bertrand or Ovi Agufo? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not even that's a, a, good not even a choice. Like, all right, so we're at three, three. Lacey Hamilton and Punter. Uh, Bramblet, I could use his name now. He had a good day. Bramblet. So, will there be? All right. Over under is four point five. Burn it. All right, under. I guess be under this year because there'll be more than three. Somebody's going to obviously off this list. It just happens to. Yeah, somebody yeah, like yeah, a Mawala yeah. emerges on right. special teams. Although I think that could be Wallace. Four and a half. That's a good line. That's a good line. I will. Uh, I'll take over just, just because. Just, just because, but uh, I think that's a good line. All right, I'm just going to hold the money. You guys make that better. Okay, okay, you got it. You got it. Hey, I want to be included in any side bets this year. All right? Well, what is it? Do we have one yet? I don't we think we so. have a ways to go. Yeah, we have a way. That's true. If this is the first one, I will take over also on that one. Okay. What, yeah. the four and a half? Yeah, I'll say five. Yeah, I'll take yeah. over. You so take another take it odds then, right? You get odds, okay. yes. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Our schedule is going to scramble a little bit for a podcast because we, we will be in Culver on Thursday and so our next podcast will be Friday morning, uh, August 9th. You know, it'll be just going back to Culver will be a good opportunity. Now the freshmen will have had a chance to have a couple practices under their belt. It'll be interesting to see um, just who shows what, who makes progress from, from Sunday. And going forward, there will probably be some changes to this Monday because we have a lot of Monday access of practice. Right, right. So yes. it doesn't make sense to do it before we go see practice. You'd probably be looking for some Tuesdays. Right, and yeah. when we have when we, when practice is open, we have practice reports to write, so it's difficult to get to our podcast. So some of those will spill over to Tuesday. But we'll keep you informed on that. We appreciate you joining us here today on Monday, August 5th. 
for Irish Illustrated Insider. It's time to start planning your trip to Notre Dame. Rent Like a Champion is South Bend's largest vacation rental company with over 1,000 weekend home rentals available close to Notre Dame Stadium. Head to rentlikeachampion.com slash illustrated to get $100 off your booking when you use the promo code IRISH2019. That's rentlikeachampion.com slash illustrated promo code IRISH2019. 